You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. Love Zone USA.
Well, that's our theme song right here inside the Love Zone USA, as we do it each and every Thursday evening around this time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, let me lower this mic a little bit. It's yours truly, Mike T., as we are getting ready to uh, do another show for you, as we do, and uh, getting ready for the summer here. Oh, we got some music planned for you. And tonight's show, as you may have seen on Facebook, for those of you who got an email here or there, is entitled Online Dating Tips with our e-flirt expert, Lori Davis, who will be stopping by around 8.30 or so. And she will be sharing with us insights for those of you who might be single and online and uh, dating. We're going to get into that and uh, give you some insight because I think it's uh, very important if you're going to uh, be out of a relationship or, you know, you're looking for a relationship and you want to open up your net using the Internet and widen your scope or broaden your scope, then you need to know how to navigate. Like I tell people, you know, they put Facebook on online, but they didn't teach you how to use it. You know, nobody told you that employers were going to be searching your profile for, you know, things that you might or might not say or pictures, you know, to see what kind of person you were. So, you know, if you're going to go out and do something like online dating, why not get some preface? as to uh, what you should do to navigate via the do's and the don'ts. You know, um, so many people have, uh, you know, there's been a lot of drama on Facebook. And like I say, they put it out there, but no one had a book saying how to navigate. You know, me being in radio for all these years, I knew when I got on Facebook that it was like being in the public. Whatever you do, it's public. And uh, you have some privacy settings to a certain degree, but you are still out in the public. What you say, you're speaking to a group of friends, however many you have out there. And if you don't set up the privacy settings, what you say on your wall goes out to everybody. Anybody can look at it. So these are the things that you did not know when you first started using Facebook, that it might affect employment or that these old... uh, I guess high school um, contacts might turn into new flames while you're in a relationship. No, you, you didn't. You didn't know that could happen, huh? Well, uh, there's a lot that you needed to know prior to just opening up a profile on Facebook. So we're going to try to give you some of that insight tonight with our show entitled Online Dating and Tips by our e-flirt expert, Lori Davis. I will also chime in because I have a lot of experience in online dating, (laughs) at least my own experiences that you might be able to benefit by. One of them being, well, it wasn't mine, but a friend of mine, we're going to call it Star Jones. We're going to talk about that a little later on. Yes, indeedy. Here inside the Love Zone USA, I know it's Thursday night and many of you might be watching or getting ready to watch the uh, Miami Heat take on the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder again. Congratulations to OKC for uh, the first game. It's a seven-game series, and I said it's Miami in five. So, well, hey, I'm putting it out there. Miami in five, it's it's not just winning one game. It's winning the best of seven. Long as you win four, you are in my eyes the champion. But I'm with Miami and five on this one, so you know, no matter what it looked like to you, as far as that game uh, the other night on Tuesday night, well, I'm 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 still going with Miami. So 
And if you are going to watch the game and uh, you want to listen to the show, you can go to Stitcher.com, download the free application where you can view it on your tablet, on your phone, or on your laptop or PC. And if you want to do uh, simple, just TuneIn.com, you can also get an uh, application over there. And if you have Roku, Roku, R-O-K-U.com, and you're watching TV on your um Laptop or, you know, uh, Internet device, because Roku is a TV device to allow you to watch uh, TV on the Internet, and you might be watching the game. Well, you know, Roku has a music section. We are on that via TuneIn. So just type in, you know, the Love Zone USA, and you'll pull us up, and you can watch the game and listen to us in the background. Just turn down the volume a little bit. And if you want to go and check out our visuals that we have this evening, well, then all you have to do is go to our le- website. TheLoveZoneUSA.com, click on the Broadcast tab, and then click on the icon, the Blog Talk Radio icon. That will take you to our page where you can visually look at the show. I mean, if you have two browsers open, you leave one for Blog Talk Radio where you can hear us, and you leave that one open for any visuals that we want to display. Now, I would would be remiss if I didn't you know, mention the fact that uh, last week uh, we talked about Earth, Wind & Fire, and we've been mentioning for the last couple of weeks. But I have some sad news, some sad news and some good news. The sad news is they will not be here at the end of the month, June 28th, as we have been promoting. But they will be here in October with the album release. So that's when we'll be doing via the album release. That is confirmed, and we are going to be uh, working on that in conjunction with the management and uh, Sony Records to bring you the worldwide release of their brand-new album that uh, features a single uh, guiding light. So that's going to be happening in October, and we'll let you know um, next week because we're lining up a show for the end of the month as we speak. But right now, with no further ado, I'm going to get in some music, and uh, I'm going to get into this one by Stephanie Mills. (laughs) And it's entitled, you know what? Tonight, I feel good all over here inside the Love Zone USA. The night wind I 
Luther Vandross. Dance with my father right here inside the Love Zone USA, where we try to educate, elevate, and entertain, most importantly. And as we always say, this is the uh, place where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. Speaking about living and learning, uh, when you go online and set up a profile or look at others and you do a search, when you look at someone's picture, do you think that's the way they look today? Is that the current picture? How do you know? And if you were to go out and meet them, would that be the person that you'd be meeting today? Well, we're going to give you some tips about that in online dating and setting up your profile and reviewing others' profiles a little later on uh, as we uh, get into online dating tips with our uh, e-flirt expert. Her name is Lori Davis. She'll be here to shed some light on some of the questions that I think you might have as an audience and many that I have. So, you know, you be sure to hang around in here because we're going to try to give you that insight this evening. Yeah, and uh, Father's Day is coming up this coming uh, Sunday. And what are you doing for Father's Day? Well, we hope and trust that you're going to spend it with your father, show your love and appreciation for him, and let him know what he means in your life. As we continue with more good music right here, uh, we're going to take you back with this one. Here's a little bit of Shaka Khan. I know you. I live you. Here, inside the Love Zone USA.
The Love Zone USA.
That's a single from the album entitled Guiding Light. That's Earth, Wind, and Fire. As I stated, they won't be with us this month, but we will have them in October. And we're going to be doing their worldwide release party here inside the uh, Love Zone. So you'll get a chance to hear their entire album. Call in, speak to the group, and you'll be able to hear their music as well. And um, it's going to be a wonderful chance to speak to uh, that uh, super rock and roll Hall of Fame Grammy Award winning group. I can't wait. I can't wait. Needless to say, you know, I'm here to face the music. I did rush because in conversations that I had with their manager, I was a little premature in posting some of the promos because uh, they were going to try and make it this month. But it was uh, after many meetings, I decided that it would be best to coordinate it with the album. So we're going to sit back, relax, and I apologize, but uh, I just can't wait. I'm very anxious. And matter of fact, I'll be seeing the group this uh, weekend down in uh, Trenton, New Jersey. They're going to be performing, and I'm going to go down there and hang out with them for a little bit, like old times, you know, because I used to work with them at CBS. And then I was emceeing for them uh, when they would come to New Jersey. Matter of fact, a place called School Stadium over there in Newark. We did a concert. This was during their uh, when they were top 40. <laughs> top 40. It was about uh, 14,000, 15,000 seats all filled, including the lawn area. So I'm looking forward to seeing my guys again. It's going to be wonderful. And for those of you tonight who are here, I just want to remind you that the chat room is open. You can uh, log into our chat room from Blog Talk Radio or from our website, the Love Zone USA. Make sure you click on the broadcast tab. And we are about to uh, get into our topic tonight with our guest, who is an expert on uh, online dating. She's been She's had a profile up from what I understand since she was uh, about 12 years old. <laughs> if, if, if I read that correct, correctly, or maybe it was 12 years ago. Hmm. Well, we're going to ask her whether she was 12 with an online <laughs> dating profile or whether it was just 12 years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce to you now our guest and eFlirt expert. She's the CEO and founder of uh, that website. Her name is Lori Davis. Lori, are you with us? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Welcome, welcome to the Love Zone. Thank you. It was 12 years ago. I'm 30 now, so I was 18. Oh, you started online (laughs) at 18. Okay, I just thought, well, maybe I need my glasses. Okay, I thought it was 12. 12, I said at age 12, yes, she was tweeting. No wonder her parents were a little... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my parents still weren't psyched about it, let's be honest. I was still very young. The internet was very scary to adults at the time, even though us kids were having a blast on it. So, yeah. Okay. So um, why don't you tell our audience uh, how you started and got into this whole online dating and how it emerged? Yeah, sure. So obviously I was an early adopter. And Mm. um, as online dating became a bit more popular, um, I started convincing my friends to do it, and then they would, and they'd, you know, come back to me for help because I was the first person they knew who had experience with it. So I was always rewriting their profiles, giving them advice online, and um, things like that. And meanwhile, I was a marketing consultant. Um, I worked with Fortune 500s, and during the recession, my biggest client was invested with Bernie Madoff. Whoa. So, 
Yeah, that was a bit problematic for me. I can imagine. Welcome to the world of business. <laughs> yes. So I lost that contract, and I lost some others, too, and I knew that um, I was just going to need to pivot what I was doing. So mm-hmm. I started um, – you know, thinking about what I could do that would broaden my marketing horizons. And one of my friends called to tell me that he was moving in with his girlfriend. And I realized that I helped them meet and that, in fact, I had all these success stories of couples and people who got laid and whatever their goal was when they were dating online, that I had helped them. And, you know, that it's quite a lot like dating, uh, marketing yourself when you date online because you're, you're, you know, marketing to your perfect match. So I applied those skills. I started my business with just $50 and a Twitter account. And um, a couple days later, everything was live. And since then, we've been in over 200 international media outlets. Um, I have a staff of certified e-flirters now who work with singles one-on-one. And um, uh, my book will be coming out in February with Simon & Schuster called Love at First Click, The Ultimate Guide to Online Dating. Mm, what a what an excellent title for how you <laughs> navigate this whole thing. <laughs> Thank you. Oh wow! So tell tell me a little bit about some of the. Um, well, I, I agree with you, and I've said it on this show many times that uh, you know dating to me is like looking for a job. So yeah, you know, get yourself and I and I know there are some people in the audience that they get a little queasy about that, but you know it's yeah. bottom line. You, you 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 somebody's an employer and somebody's an employee. Somebody's looking for someone and someone wants to benefit by them looking for them. So I I put it in that terminology. So I agree with you wholeheartedly that it is marketing. So tell us some of the, um, you know, and we're going to take a music break, but tell us how people should start. What is the first thing they should do with their profile when they're starting and let's say just coming out of a relationship or they want to get into a new relationship or whatever their, their goals are. What would you, what would you, how would you advise them to start? Yeah, so the first thing you should do is join a site, Um, but don't pay for it right away if it's a paid site. Um, The most important thing you do is make sure you're on the right site because each site has a different community of people in different locations with different demographics of personalities and age ranges. So you want to just get on the site to begin with and then look around and find some people who you like, if you see a good crowd of people that you're attracted to, Mm. then join the site and Mm. create a profile. So you're saying peruse first before joining. Exactly. Just make sure you're in the right place at the right time. You know, that that is true online just as it is in person. Okay. Uh, Second piece of that, well, now, when you were very young, I'm sure you had some debacle stories. Oh, God. <laughs> I had many debacles, and my clients have many debacles. But, um, are, yeah. they in your, are they in your book? <laughs> um, some of them are, yep. Okay, okay. Some of mine and some of my clients, so of course names have been changed, are in the book, yeah. And there's a lot of humor in there, but there's also some heartwarming stories in there, too. Right. I actually, um, I'm engaged now, and I met my fiancé on Twitter. So we met through, you know, a less traditional way of online dating. But at the end of the day, uh, whether it's through a mobile app or 
social media, um, you know, that's online dating as well. So being in those places, in the, in the places that fit your personality, will open up your life to the possibilities. Okay, and when we we're going to take a music break in a minute and uh, yeah. talk about some of the debacles first because we want to get those okay. right out of the way up front. <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> but before we do, uh, when you when you were just early adopter beginning, yeah. um, what what is the biggest mistake you think you made in 2020 hindsight when you first started going out and uh, getting online and chatting with people? Uh, well, I, it was a very different landscape then, you know. Like, my first profile was my age, sex, location in, like, AOL chat rooms. So <laughs> this was pre – and that was, you know, that was before I was 18, by the way. My first oh. traditional profile was at 18. But I was, you know, always kind of a child of the Internet, seeing what was going on, playing around. And I guess my first fail was that I was too trusting, um, and I, you know, I think that now people have uh, more realistic expectations about how much they can trust someone when they're dating online or when they just meet through the internet in general. But back then, we didn't know because um, it was just, you know, kind of a something to toy around with, and, and you know, you were experimenting really. So I think that was my my first challenge. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that as well as some of the debacles okay. uh, when we return. Laurie, I want you to hang in there with me. I'm going to go into a little bit of music, and uh, eventually we're going to open up these phone lines for some of our uh, listeners to talk to you. Will you hang in there with me? Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right. Hold on, Laurie. And this is yours truly, Mike T., as we're going to uh, talk more about online dating and get uh, deeper into the online dating tips that you as an audience should know. Uh, we're going to uh, come back with Laurie Davis in just a little bit, but right now we're going to take in some brand new music. This is by uh, Mr. Eric Benet, and it's entitled Harriet Jones. Here inside the Love Zone. Would you listen,
For free love, I don't have to look any further than the Love Zone USA with Mike T, because otherwise you may not really be getting free love. And you'll know better the next time when you listen to the Love Zone USA.
I remember playing that record. We were the first to play that record in the East Coast uh, at WNJR. Computer Love, way back there in the 80s. Who knew then when I was playing that song that that would be what our lives would turn into right now, fast forwarding to 2012. And we have a uh, Computer Love expert on the phone. Her name is Lori Davis. And Lori, are you back with me? I am. All right, so let's talk about uh, a little bit of computer love and when you first started out, and uh, you alluded to the fact that you started out and you were too trusting. Could you tell our audience uh, some of the mistakes you made by, you know, those uh, trusting, uh, I guess, uh, debacles back in the day? (laughs) Yeah, sure. So um, my first date was my worst, worst date. (laughs) So you didn't get get Um, lucky and hit lotto on the first one, huh? No, no, it took many, (laughs) but that's life, whether you're online or offline. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first guy I went out with, I had millions of emails with, and we talked on the phone for hours and hours and hours, and then we met up in person, and he looks nothing like his photos. You know, it's like similar to what you normally hear, but it went a little bit further. Um, He expected me to drive us to the restaurant I paid mm-hmm. um, he was a backseat driver the whole way and then he kind of like stalked me on AOL's chat room <laughs> for a while and um, on this IM and just like you? wouldn't let it go he stalked you after the date or yeah like oh. I, I told him um, that I didn't you know I, I was cute we met on match.com so I was like you know, I just don't think that we're a right match. Um, and I tried to be all nice about it. And he um, would not take no for an answer. He wanted to know why. And then he kept IMing me like weeks and weeks and weeks later being like, you know what, you're the one who blah, 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 blah. Or please, please take me back. I swear I've changed all this stuff. It was just the weirdest thing ever. He just would not let it go. So he wasn't looking like the picture, but here's here's something that interests me, and I've I've fallen to this as well. Uh, you get to talk to a person and email them, and you create what I call yes. a connection that is not visual. Now yep. we're going back a ways. Uh, you said twelve years ago. I don't know that video cams were that big. Then. No. No. Right. You know what was big back then? Actually, were microphones. I had like a microphone, and I could go into chat rooms with microphones. <laughs> so no telephone. It was just a, like almost almost Skype, I guess. You know. It was very nerdy. Yes, it was like this big long microphone. It was very wow. bizarre. <laughs> so, so tell me now, now. This is the part that interests me. You create this connection via email, and you said hours and hours on the phone. How many weeks would you suspect that you spent? prior to going to the first date? Back then, I mean, we probably talked for like a month and a half before we met. Like we were like practically, we were virtually in love, but not in real life because when we met in real life, there's nothing there. And I think, you know, that's something that's changed so much about today is that the time to get offline is so much quicker. You don't put as much emotion into your online communications because you simply just can't like, you're you're building a connection point, but you're not building a relationship. And back then, you thought you were building a relationship because you just didn't know what to expect. Exactly, exactly. So there was this connection online through texting, emailing, chat room, et cetera. 
you go to the first date and there's no what we call, I guess, chemistry today. And with trying to let him down easy, then you end up with a stalker, which it actually falls into line with what I posted on Facebook today. I think Match.com last year, I showed a video of an online dating debacle where a young lady sued Match.com because she thought that they should take more precautions. And I guess this ended up into almost a date rape or date rape. And I guess his lawyers talking about it was consensual. So let's fast fast forward a little bit. What would you tell people now that you're more experienced? Some of the precautions that you fell into, because you even, you know, alluded to the fact that he became a little stalkish. Uh, What should people do now today to, to say, let's go online and let's end up with this first date like you did and the precautions to eliminate what happened to the young woman at Match.com. Yeah, Yeah, well, the great thing is that so many of the big sites now are taking more precautions because of that suit, and I think just because of the times have changed. I don't believe that it's entirely due to that suit. Um, But, you know, Match and eHarmony and a few of the other sites um, are working with the Attorney General And they are screening for things like um, financial fraud and, you know, just things that are, I think, very important in today's digital age. So you should know that there is that layer of protection now. However, you could meet someone offline who, you know, is – who isn't truthful about his background just as much as you could online. Exactly. and you never know if people are telling the truth or not when they put input their information into an online dating site. So while the sites are taking that precaution, you still need to be careful, just like you would in real life. Um, so I think something that's important is that you're, you know what's out there about yourself. Google yourself and be aware of what people are going to see once they have a certain amount of information about you. And make sure that you're giving that out only um, like your, if your first name and your title of your job in your city comes up with your Facebook page or your LinkedIn, make sure that you're, you know, being more precautious about giving out so specific information. Maybe you want to talk about the industry you're in rather than your job title. Yeah. Um, also, be careful about your username um, rather than using something that you've used already in your life, I think that's like a natural thing. You want to use whatever your Gchat ID is or your Facebook vanity or your Twitter handle, but those are the things that you absolutely should not use Um, because, again, if you Google that username, which we don't want people to do. Um, So it's just, you know, being more precautious of the nuances is, is very important. And, you know, just like you would when you're offline dating, make sure you meet in a public place. Make sure you're not going back to each other's places the first night unless you feel very safe with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure someone knows where you are, all that kind of stuff. Right, right, absolutely. We did a show on that, and, and, and I always like to reiterate that fact. I noticed on the YouTube video that they did say you, uh, and they highlighted it when the woman was speaking and she did an interview uh, with her attorney, uh, they cut to a piece of the contract that said you are responsible uh, in the Match.com, you know, uh, thing. And it's so ironic because I could be an expert on this as well, I guess because of 
how I fell into doing this type of show on the radio, and it was back in 98, 88, 88, 88, exactly, yeah, 88. What happened a long was, time. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> decided to use the power of radio one night and uh, let people just come on and see who we could, I guess, quote-unquote, for lack of a better analogy, hook up. We're going to do that again now that I'm on the Internet. But the uh, thing that I learned out of that when my program director chewed me a new ass the next day um, was that point that you just made about, Mike, what the hell are you doing? You know, if somebody goes out and they meet one another online and they go out and it's a rate date, uh, you know, we're not protected as a radio station. And I was like, oh. Well, I just thought I was doing something new that was unique, and my attorney said, yeah, you, it's online. Um, no, he said it was um, in radio. No, it was in newspapers and TV. We had the dating game and all of that stuff, yeah. but we didn't have it on radio. And what I did back in 1988 was groundbreaking, uh, to say the least, and he had pointed that out to me. Needless to say, my attorney at the time said, as long as you run a disclaimer, you're covered because it's the same as someone going to a bar on Wednesday night and a lady and and they're luring the ladies by saying it's ladies night Wednesday night, drinks are half price. Now you meet this guy and then let's say if the same incident happens to you uh, that happened to the woman at Match.com, can you sue the bar? No, because you can't use that as a lure, which I found out later on. I also did a a thing to find out from the dating game, and uh, what was the other one I called? As a student doing a thesis to talk to their producers and their um, lawyers about how this whole dating thing went. So I got a lot more information that I care to know and divulge <laughs> yeah. about, about this whole dating thing when, when you do. But to your point, Lori, people must take precautions, and yeah. they must be responsible themselves. Yes, I mean, just like, you know, like it says on Match or I'm sure any site or any TV show or any whatever, what, what when they agree to be a member of a community, you must take your own precautions. And, you know, that just goes for life. Now, there are things that differ when you're dealing with the Internet versus dealing with offline because, you know, these aren't, things that your mom taught you when you were growing up because they simply weren't around when she was dating probably. Um, So the game has changed a little bit in that respect, but you still are required to know about these things and, and be precautious for yourself. So, you know, it's important to be educated about happenings as well. Well, let's go into one other aspect of the uh, uh, precaution. And I had mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. You know, uh, and you yeah. kind of alluded to using your username versus your name, because if you put all your information out there, your actual age, your name, uh, where you work, you know, people can actually look up your credit information from that. Yeah. With identity theft. They can theft. even look up, in some cases, some of my clients have found, like, the deed to their um, matches house before they even meet, and they know, mm. like, who they've been to. I mean, they you can find incredible information today so yeah exactly exactly now if if someone changed their age a little bit on on the uh mm-hmm. on the profile and let's say they uh you know because of the fact that if you use a different city close to where you are and you move your age five years up or down whatever you want to do so that they can't put two and two together with, with a credit report 
how would you feel and how would you advise people that when they're talking online until they meet, and let's say the person doesn't want to divulge their real age until they meet and feel comfortable with this person, not looking up all their information, what would you advise people about, you know, using the city next to where they live or their age within five, five years? What would you advise them about when they should divulge the real information to a person? Either? Is that first date, second date? What would you advise about that? Yeah, well, I would never advise people to be mistruthful. And there's a difference between lying and being safe. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to know. You know, using your a unique username that you've never used in the rest of your life versus your Facebook vanity is one thing. Lying about the city where you grew up is quite another. Um, you know, because you, you don't want to put um, – untruthful things out there because that's probably what you're going to get in return. However, age is a tricky thing often, especially mm-hmm. with older older generations. Um, more mature singles, a lot of them do fib about their, their age from time to time by a few years. And then it becomes this vicious cycle of if you don't and other people are, then they're not searching for you, and it's a catch-22. Like, you you never want technology to get in your way. Mm-hmm. So I don't fault people for, um, for you know, a fibbing, I guess, <laughs> um, you know, to, to make sure that they fall within someone's search results. Um, but I think that that's something you kind of need to clear up right away. Um, right, right. Yeah, so I, I mean, that needs to happen pretty soon once you start meeting. And how long would you advise someone to have this offline connection, being texting, emailing, uh, chatting, Facebooking, whatever, prior to meeting? How long would you advise for a person to have that connection before they actually, actually get with a person on a first date to yeah. you know get that chemistry thing out the way? Yeah, so on an online dating site, ideally you want to have six emails total, and by the end you want to be offline. If you're not, you need to either ask your date out or kind of nudge them along. Um, If you're meeting through Facebook or Twitter or another means of social media, it's a bit different because you need to develop a bit of a relationship first um, before you can transition offline in a more seamless manner because – you know, you don't. You might not necessarily know that they're single. You might not know if they're interested. Where these things are very clear on an online dating site. If someone's a member, it's assumed that they're single. Um, it's assumed that they're interested in you if they're continuing to message with you. So you want to build a bit of a relationship. But um, the best way to do it is to get into a space where you're private chatting. So on Facebook, the best thing to do is IM, and on Twitter, it's DM. Mm. And then you should transition ideally with something that you have in common. So maybe it's that you both love wine and there's a wine tasting happening of like, you know, Chilean reds and you know that he or she loves Chilean reds, so you can recommend that you go do that together. Um, It's even better if it's an event that you find through the social media platform, but it doesn't need to be. It just needs to be something you guys both have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you talked about the picture earlier and person not looking oh. like their picture. 
Uh, fast forwarding to 2012, we have webcams, which you can get for like, what, 10 bucks somewhere? Yeah. And uh, how would you advise people? Because I did post a funny video from YouTube today about a guy and the, the YouTube thing. But how would you advise people to use video chatting prior to the first date um, to see, you know, that that is as current as you're going to get, uh, I, I would presume? It is, but it's not something I would recommend. Um, if you're okay. on an online dating site, the method of communication is email, so stick with that and then just meet up because if you talk on the phone or if you, I mean, in some cases you should talk on the phone. If you're not sure, if you're a good match, it's a great way to find out a bit more if you think you would be um, or if you live in a smaller town, less um, metropolitan area and you're unsure of you know, like spooky issues, then it's a great method as well. But if you live in an urban area, you probably sit next to strangers every day on transit. Um, mm-hmm. So it's better just to meet. Putting the phone or a webcam in the way of meeting is just another step you have to overcome. And ultimately, when you meet in person, like I did with this, you know, guy on on my first online date that was a disaster, um, we did we didn't mesh, and so you don't know that if you uh, like ultimately if you don't make sense together, you're not going to make sense together. If you get along great, you're going to get along great. But these other methods of communication just put barriers in the way to finding that out. So you don't think the video would have helped you back in the day of uh, eliminating uh, that debacle, or or what's your opinion on it now? I don't. I mean, I think if we lived in different cities, maybe, but I think in hindsight, I should have just met up with him way sooner. Cause he was, way sooner. You okay. know, 30 minutes away from me, and what's the big deal of us, us each driving 15 to meet for a cup of coffee? It's, you know, better than a webcam can ever be. Because the other, the biggest, most important thing on a first online date, which, by the way, is not a first date, very important <laughs> because when you are on a first date you from someone you've met offline maybe you've had this few minutes in a bar or something you've right. already developed this chemistry with each other but you have no idea if you have anything in common and online dating is the opposite you know you have tons of stuff in common you have similar values maybe he wants right. kids she wants kids whatever um but you have no idea if you have any chemistry. So the point of meeting is to find out if you have chemistry. If you put another point of technology in front of you, you still, even on a webcam, you still have no idea if you have chemistry. You need to be in person. You need to see each other's body language. You need to laugh with each other, touch each other's knee, whatever you're going to do to see how things would naturally progress. All right. Well, uh, that's some uh, good advice. I hadn't thought of it in that uh, yeah. sense, that uh, it should be pretty quick. And I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with that because uh, the longer I think you uh, do it, I, I, on, off, well, how, how can I, I'm getting confused now. When you're talking, <laughs> texting and, and, and email and, and possibly a phone call, uh, people do tend to create a stronger connection prior to that first meeting. And as I was telling a friend of mine years ago, I said, we'd meet a girl at a bar and then, you know, exchange phone numbers and then try to go to bowling or, or something later on after you've met in the bar. But you, she might have been with her girlfriends, you were the guys, da 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 I said, but 
with what you just alluded to, when you have a profile that says, I'm single, I like bowling, this and that and the other, you have so much more in common if the people are truthful uh, and honest you know, before you meet. So that meeting, as you state, is very important. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And it should be pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, Chemistry with... happens offline. <laughs> oh, That's actually that. the, the tagline for um, the dating site, How About We? And I think it's so true. Chemistry happens offline. So online dating is a way... It should it should really, in my opinion, be online dating and or off online meeting and offline dating right. because you meet online, you don't date online. Yeah, it's an introduction. Exactly. It's an introduction, exactly, and that's what I've been trying to tell people. You cannot get to know me through texting and the telephone. You just can't. I'm, you know, God gave us more than those senses. So, speaking about those senses, we're going to take it a little step further after we uh, play a little music and talk about sex and when that should come into play in uh, online dating and offline dating and uh, when that is going to, you know, enter the the stream of of of, of a dating relationship. So are you ready to talk about that when we come back, Lori? Yeah, sure. All righty. We're going to go into some music, and I see we have some callers on the line. So, ladies and gentlemen, just hold tight. We're going to be back with our expert, Lori Davis from eFlirt. I'm going to talk about her services because she offers services as well. But right now I want to get into some music here as we, uh, <laughs> for those of you who do intend to do some online dating just remember don't move too fast but when you find the one you want don't look any further here's dennis edwards formerly of the temptations on the love zone
when I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover.
As we're talking about online dating tips, before you turn off those lights, <laughs> I think there are some things you need to know before you enter into a uh, intimate relationship while dating. And we're going to talk about that with our uh, expert uh, during this segment. Again, uh, speaking about intimate relationships, uh, next week we are going to have a show entitled, Are You a Booty Call or Are You Marriage Material? And we're going to have that with Dr. Tupo, who has been on our show many times. So, ladies, get ready for that show. And, gentlemen, because we want to make sure that you are prepared for that one. And we want to put you in the right light uh, so that if you only end up just dating and being a sexual encounter, and is that not your goal, that you'll know how to have precautions against that next week. And speaking of sex, I'm going to bring in our e-flirt expert. And before we talk about sex, Lori, are you there? I am. Lori, could you tell us a little bit about yours? I, I noticed from looking at your website today, you have some services. And want you to talk about that before we get into talking about sex and what you offer people for those listening who would like to uh, engage you as an expert. So how, how does how does your service work? Yeah, so so we help singles navigate the intersection of dating and technology. So um, we have various services depending upon what your personal goals are and what you're looking for. Um, one of our most popular services is an e-makeover, which is a rewrite of your online dating profile. Um, we recommend a site for you. We rewrite everything. We get to know all about you. We meet with you one-on-one -on -one, um, over the phone or Skype or if you're in the New York area in person. And then you get three weeks of first date advice, too, so we help you transition offline. Um, but we also do email ghostwriting. We do dating management for people who are busy. We do social media flirting advice. Uh, so it just depends upon your needs and, you know, what's going on in your dating life where you feel like you need help. Oh, okay. Okay, that sounds great. That sounds excellent. And I guess you get a variety of uh, you have the variety of services based off uh, people's needs, and 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 they've been developed over the course of what people really actually wanted. I guess exactly, yeah. And we have a variety of clients too. Our youngest client's nineteen. Our oldest is seventy. Um, and you know we have worked with people of all different walks of life, everywhere gotcha. in between. So um, we have clients in five countries. Um, wow. So, yeah, we're we're here to help if you need it. Hmm. All righty. So now when you spoke earlier about marketing, um, what would be the things, now you say you get to know a person, what would be the things that, well, I guess they have their goals and their needs and their wants, and then you would review yeah. and look at them and see where they need help. And from your marketing background, where do you see most people making, <laughs> uh, I can tell you this, just from looking at some of the profiles online, where do you, where do you see that most people make their mistakes, um, you know, with marketing themselves online? Oh, well, I think the profile is the biggest thing. It's just so hard to write about yourself. Um, and that's something we we bring to the table. We think about um, your profile as if it's a marketing campaign, but in a very soft way. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we just think about things like how long the average user is going to spend on your profile, how we can make it skimmable but still give a lot of information, what are some um, interactive points that can be like calls to action, if you will, why they're going to message you and what they 
pick up in, on in your profile that they're going to want to message you about. Um, so, you know, those are some of the things we think about. But I think the, the number one problem we see people make is just a profile that doesn't do them justice. Um, and that's kind of generic and uses lots of adjectives. Like, mm. I'm cute, sexy, funny. Like, that doesn't tell me anything about you or why you're different from everyone else that's on the site. Um, so that's one of the things we do is we get to know all about you and, um, you know, what we think is the first impression of you that we can digitize on the web that, you know, is going to make people want to message you. That's, you know, very true to yourself. Well, I love the idea that you use Skype, and, and I would presume across country uh, people can video Skype you as well? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, and they can get that information off the website? Yep, you can just go to eflirtexpert.com, and um, the services are actually on eflirtexpert.com slash services. All righty. We'll talk about that again a little later on uh, before we exit. But right now I want to get into uh, let's talk about sex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so you're dating online, and 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 you you've got this comfort zone with a person. You've met with them, and I know for everybody, it's it's no real set in stone. But what yeah. would you advise people as far as moving toward that intimate relationship? Because of the fact that we kind of all know that intimacy takes it one to another level and changes what you might be viewing and make things a little cloudy. So, how would you advise people to navigate? toward that next step? Well, first I would think about what your intention with online dating is. For some people, it's to hook up. For some people, it's to find lasting love that's, you know, going to last them a lifetime. So first think about your intention and be honest with yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, your time to the bedroom should, you know, mimic that intention. Um, and also, you know, there's different factors to take into consideration. I don't think there's necessarily rules because if you live in an urban area like in New York, I would say that, to be really honest with you, most people in their 20s and 30s who meet in New York, they probably sleep together within the first five dates. Like if you sleep together after five dates, it's a little bit crazy here. Um, but really? Some people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're you, saying, you know, like life is fast here, and so people move fast. It's the it's the pace of the city. Um, but you know, if you live in Canton, Massachusetts, where I'm originally from, that would sound crazy to you, and you would never do that. You probably wouldn't sleep together until after it's been a couple of months. So, you know, I just think um, that everyone's time is going to be different. And but one of the things that you're you should think about is definitely like make sure that your intention is in check. And I think something that um is easy to happen online, it's easy to get really wrapped up in someone when you don't know them so well. And if your intention is a long term relationship and you're sleeping with them on the second date, like you know, it might go somewhere. We hear those stories all the time of the person who thought they'd be a one night stand and now they're married, but it's right. just not the norm. So, right. Right. you know, keep your your intention first and foremost in your mind. So you're saying urban, Try not to get swept up. <laughs> urban areas have a shorter dating span than uh, Absolutely. the suburban yeah. uh, rural areas. 
Wow, that's very interesting. So, mm. And would you say that is because of, as we say in marketing, supply and demand, there's so many people that people are just, well, if this isn't going to happen, I can move on to somebody else, whereas in, like you said, uh, Canton, Ohio, you know, it might be a while before you get to your next date. Um, Do you think the supply and demand has a lot to do with that? I think there are so many factors. That's definitely one of them. There's so many people, right? But there's also, like, your lifestyle is different, and there's so much more going on in your life probably. Like, you're going to a gallery opening one night. You have, you're working late another night. You're meeting clients the other night. There's just a lot going on in your life. Um, and, you know, there's a lot going on in the city, like the pace of urban areas is a bit quicker than the pace in suburban areas. Gotcha. And uh, you know what, Lori? We have a caller on the line that uh, okay. I, have, I want to bring in. I've been so busy running my mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> caller uh, Felix. Uh, he's a regular listener to The Love Zone, and we love having him. Felix, you uh, have something you want to say, or you want to ask a question to Lori, our expert? Yeah, Mike. How you doing? How you doing, I'm doing Lori? good. Hey Felix, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Yeah, because um, in one sense, uh, um, online dating, you know, is definitely something new to a lot of people. Because even like, yeah. and Mike, you can even go back with me on this. Because about twenty, twenty-five years ago, they used to have the telephone party lines yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and was, e- even on, on that part, it was like, okay, you, you're talking to the person on the phone, this, that, and the other, and um, and then you meet. But even like now with, with the Internet and everything, it's more, how can I put it, somewhat more of a seclusion, but also it can be some fun in one sense depending on what you're looking for where you got some people that's looking for maybe a one-night stand and what have you, but for somebody like me that's looking for more than just maybe a one-night stand, it's kind of a uh, a slippery slope, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I think, you know, to Lori's point, you know, it's, it's marketing and then it's getting in the right swimming pool, you know, because yeah, if you're it. in the swimming pool where she alluded to earlier where yeah, the, the, the one-night stands are on those sites, or in that target market, then that's, you know, probably where you need to throw your line. But for relationships, uh, Lori, what what sites would you recommend more so for uh, people who are looking for longer-term relationships? There are so many sites, and it's really even hard to say because every, mm-hmm. every state, every city has um, different, you know, communities that are popular depending on what you're looking for. But Felix, if you drop me an email, I'm happy to help you find a site that's right for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because it's, it's really just, it's really based on, like, your, how old you are, what city you live in, what your personality is like, who you're looking for. There's, like, a lot of factors that kind of go into it. Um, but, yeah, that's something we do complimentary for people one-on-one. And I'm actually building... Um, a tech tool that will um, hopefully take over our one-on-one aspect of that with people that's called eFlirt Engine um, that will help people choose the right site for them. Is there anything else you'd like to ask, uh, Lori Felix, while you're on the line? No, 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 I'm good, Mike. I'm good. I'm good. 
All right, all right. So uh, one of the things you mentioned just now, uh, Lori, about um, technology and using an app in the texting, uh, I'm sure it's <laughs> come a long way since you were 18 yeah. and what you're doing now and using technology. Um, uh-huh. how, how, how much, I guess I'm trying to phrase, phrase, phrase my question because a lot of people are putting too much technology in the dating game. Right. And there seems to be no balance. What would you advise people about the balance of, you know, one-on-one personal versus the tools and the technology that we have available for us? Yeah. Well, technology should never replace one-on-one. It should enhance it. And that's what you should always keep in mind. So my fiance and I, we started our relationship long distance. We did quite a bit of like Skyping. We used a lot of apps. We were like, we send each other e-cards and songs on Spotify, and we use quite a lot of technology. And we even still do today when, obviously, we live together. Um, but um, I think that that's, that's the thing, that it's always been something that's enhanced our relationship. It's never been something that's taken the place of meeting face-to-face, even today. Like, I send him songs on through Spotify that make me think of him and he makes playlists that we like have slow dance parties too in our living room just the <laughs> two of us and <laughs> and uh, we send each other e-cards even if I know I'm going to see him in a couple of hours and I'm just like down at the coffee shop meeting with a client or um, so you know you can still include technology and texting is a way to like keep in touch with each other but you know you can also take it further and sometimes you can make it a little game so there's a lot of ways to include technology but I do think that sometimes people think that it's a replacement and that's that's where the trouble is going to happen because communication is the most important part of a relationship we hear this all the time and when you're communicating face to face it's just simply different so um, you know make sure that you're not foregoing that communication face-to-face. Now, not to get into your personal Kool-Aid, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, Are you still dating long distance, or did I hear somewhere that he's in town now? Oh, yeah. No, we live together. We've lived together for over a year now. Uh, We've been together for two and a half. So um, we we were long distance probably about as much as we've lived together now. Okay, so taking your advice when you were long distance for those people out there in the audience who yeah. may be entertaining, and I think that's probably a big part of it. Cause I always say the one that's really right for for you, and I've been preaching this for you know since I've been on the air, is not always in your backyard. Now here you yeah. are, Canton, Ohio. You are in New oh, York. Canton, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Canton, Massachusetts. I'm sorry, and you're in New York, and you've been here for a while, and there are millions of people in New York, yet you find a a relationship and where was this gentleman from <laughs> he is actually from massachusetts as well so the funny thing is we met on twitter uh, okay. but we grew up two towns away from each other and we never met okay. in real life you know before we, we met on twitter um but we grew up in practically neighboring towns but then i lived four and a half hours away at the time when we met so um in new york yeah, no, so he lived in Massachusetts. He lived in Boston, like right in the outskirts okay. of Boston, and then gotcha. I lived in New York when we 
when you yeah. finally met. Yeah. When we first met, yeah. When you introduced yourselves online. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, but you were two towns over but never met one another. Exactly, yeah. And I, I talk about, I've been saying that for the longest. The Internet has, I guess I want to say, made the world a little smaller. Yeah. And uh, since it was only four hours away by train or I guess, you know, yeah. it, it, it made it, you could still keep the same rule in place, even though it was long distance, that that you would meet early on. Was Did you take that approach with even a long distance relationship? Yeah, we actually, we met first before we had a relationship. I mean, we, we started, we met online met on Twitter, but um, we actually started, okay, things are going to get a little weird. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> You're in the so zone. <laughs> my, my fiance is actually a dating coach also. Okay. Well, wait, wait, let me, let, uh, let's reverse the tape. Wait a minute. You guys meet and then you find out. I knew the, he was a dating coach. Oh, you knew he I, was. I reached out to him. Well, I, I found him on Twitter. I thought he was cute. I liked the things he said. I thought he was, like, very insightful and smart. And I retweeted something he said. We chatted back and forth. And then the next time I was going to visit my family, I DM'd him, which is, like, a private message. And I said, hey, we should totally meet up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be home. It would be cool to meet in person. And so we met, and we, like, kind of started talking about doing business together, but really we were falling for each other the whole time. So we kind of, like, became friends in a space of, like, a month or okay. maybe a month and a half, <laughs> but then we were dating, like, immediately after. So <laughs> we were we were kind of, like, courting each other without courting each other um, because I think we both knew as two dating coaches who were both in the Twitter sphere and with – fans who probably overlapped um, mm. that if we were going to be together, it needed to be real. Like, we needed to be it for each other. Um, right. Not, right. you know, not, none of this, not, like... Not play around with it. Yeah, exactly. None of yeah. this, like, casual dating or anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so, ooh, both dating coaches. So, how come he isn't here tonight? What's wrong with this picture? I got to talk about this <laughs> This is going to have been the second show I had a couple on. I think we had a couple on last week who wrote a book together. Yeah, we did. And uh, see, we could have had two two dating coaches. Well, we yeah. have to get you both back. And I would also ask that uh, when you guys uh, make the date, have you made the date as of yet? Or we're, we haven't. We don't have a date quite yet. We're still looking at venues, but we're looking at summer of next year, hopefully June. Oh, so you're looking at venues now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And you said your book comes out in February of uh, 13, right? It does, yep. Okay. I like I love the title. I love the title. Uh, could Thank you could you. you could you tell tell us the title again? Yeah, it's called Love at First Click: The Ultimate Guide to Online Dating, and you'll be able to find it at Barnes and Noble, Amazon, wherever you buy your books. Okay. And would you tell everybody your website and how they can reach out to you again, uh, Lori? Sure. It's eflirtexpert.com. I'm also on Twitter at eflirtexpert and Facebook, facebook.com slash eflirtexpert. But um, eflirtexpert.com is the main site. You'll find tons of advice there on the blog to help you. And then you can go to the services page if you want one-on-one advice as well. And before we go, um, I would ask that since you were 18 and now you're getting ready to get uh, married, you're engaged, yeah. what, 
What would you advise our listeners to do in their dating journey? Because uh, that's a process um, to get to the stage that that you've you've gotten to. And before you answer that question, who flirted with who f- first? That's what I want. <laughs> I flirted with him first, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I flirted with him online, and then in person he closed the deal, which is appropriate because I help people date online, and his business is called The Professional Wingman, and he helps people offline. So it's incredibly appropriate and ironic. <laughs> wow, wow. And, and, and we talk about that on this show, too, that ladies have to learn to close the deal. Yes, so it, important. It is. You know, because if you don't, you leave it for your competition, and they just have I, to learn how to close the deal. I always say that online dating for women should be an empowerment tool. It's a way for you to go find what you're looking for, um, rather than just sitting around on a bar stool hoping he'll bump into you. Mm. Mm. So you do encourage women to make the first flirt? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because now, you never want... Uh, technology to get in your way and even if he's searching for you you might be on page 10 of his search results and maybe he only looks at the first five pages so you need to do your own searches and find him and say hello when you do Mm. so what do you say to those women who i know they're out there i can hear it's just burning in my ear (laughs) i'm waiting for the lord to send them to me (laughs) what would you say to those women as a woman yourself and in this online dating world (laughs) you know what he you might he he's gonna send him your way and um, in today's society people are living their lives online and off are we're we're in a digital society today so you need to be in both places to make sure that you meet the one just like i did Mm. And my answer to that is the Lord invented the Internet. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> also a very good answer, and much more to the point than mine. <laughs> I always say when they, they hit me with that one, I say, just 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 believe that, you know, man didn't come up with this. The Lord said, let's make this playground a little smaller here. Lori, it has been a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, I would I would love to have you back when you, your book comes out. And, again, on some of our panel shows when we, we, we do, you know, uh, Topics where we do have panelists and we bring on the professionals. I hope you'll join us then. And, uh, yeah, I would love to. Oh, it's been my pleasure to have you. And uh, I'm wishing you all the best because that's what this show is about, The Love Zone, is that people find the right one through a committed relationship. And that's what we're about here. And okay. it looks like you found yours. I did. I did. Is there anything, uh, last, uh, lastly, that you'd like to say to our audience before we uh, get back to a little bit of music and let you go? I don't think so. Just you know, hoping you guys, hoping this helped you guys, and that you meet what meet whoever you're looking for. Well, I appreciate your time, and I'm going to make sure that we post it on our Facebook, your uh, website. And yeah. Lori, thank you so much for taking time out to lend some insight to our audience. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. And that's uh, our expert, eFlirt expert Lori Davis, and she has her website at eflirtexpert.com. Make sure you check that out. As we continue with more music uh, here inside the Love Zone, before we get into that, it looks like we're wrapping up right here. Um, As I always say, you know, your online dating, it's an introduction. And I think Lori alluded to that as well. And that's what you should use it for. 
It's a way to meet other people that normally don't you don't run into while taking the bus, the subway, going to church, you know, uh, shopping or maybe going to school. This is another outlet. Don't get it confused. You cannot get to know someone online just through chatting and texting and the telephone. God made it so we were supposed to meet one another. That's where the chemistry comes in. And I'm glad that she said you should do that early on, whatever early is for you. There's no actual time span, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month, whatever you feel comfortable with. But make sure you meet. And don't let as she said, technology get in the way. Twitter, Facebook, it's a way of introduction that you normally wouldn't have met this person in your life. As we uh, always say in closing, well, next week we're going to have a show entitled, Are You Just a Booty Call or Are You Marriage Material? You want to find out? Make sure you're here next week. Here inside the Love Zone USA, as I always say in closing, and thanking my producer, Tony Diamond, who has done a wonderful job. And I hear we're coming up on a year. (laughs) I got to plan something real special for that one. How about time off? (laughs) But uh, in closing, uh, I want to say that it's been a joy. And for those of you who do listen to us each and every week, we appreciate you so much. As I always say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. Hope you've enjoyed mine. For those of you who did, I'll see you another time. Till next week, whatever you do, do it with two. It's more fun than one. And just remember, in a relationship, we always could use a woman's touch. I'm going to leave you in the hands of Angela Johnson to close out the show.
some Wait a minute. Like Tony's girlfriend? Apparently you got the wrong number because I'm Tony's woman. His only woman, that is. Well, obviously that's what he's been telling you, but I'm calling right now to call me and introduce myself. My name is Jen. Did you just say introduce yourself? Yes. Well, I don't need no introduction. I am his woman and I am Jennifer Hudson. If this was 10 years ago, I'd be at your front door ready to whoop your ass. But you know what? I'm too grown for that. I ain't got nothing else to say. Oh! 